what's up what's up everybody and once again welcome to the cage bird chronicle season four y'all already know the rules by now but just in case you're new to the cage bird chronicles all who are willing to listen are welcome we're back again for this week's episode and i for one cannot wait to get started that being said it's your girl sage and it's me d pat it be me b and I'm lazy. I mean, my name is lazy. Oh my God. <laughs> we have a confession. <laughs> but you know what? That fits. That fits in these episodes. It do. It do. We're talking about it. Mary, come Hula. with me. And you know, the world of pure inebriation. I'm so Because <laughs> in my head, I said, in Negro Nation. <laughs> That's close. In Negro Nation. Oh, oh it is free in Negro Town. Oh. I said, what the fuck I said. I'm so have y'all seen? <laughs> have y'all seen the new, the new term for Black people? It's all no. If it ain't. The term for no Black way. people that they were intending intending to be disrespectful is night skins i'll take it that feels like like a skinwalker kind of kind of vibe I'm I, like, it feels I, fucking dope to me i, I don't know what you're talking excuse about excuse me bitch i'm a night skin you watch who the fuck you talking to fuck you talking <laughs> to got the wrong night I, I, over here. T- I literally looked it up i was like let me trademark that shit and put it all over our gear do like it. Somebody, no, like, get night skin, not night skin. I, yo, for real, I kind of want night skin gear. Like, I'm, I'm really down for night skin. I want to know who comes up skin. with the names for black people, but also like night skin is very interesting considering we're like the people of the sun, but we're always yeah. like relating to night. Like, right. something about that. Who can mm. be outside for more than fifteen minutes? But all right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice to stay at the. This episode has the fuck you. I want. <laughs> i was telling so josh y'all have seen josh he's been in an episode before um my white friend josh <laughs> and we were on a walk the other day and i was telling him sometimes i just feel bad for white people like y'all were genuinely not designed to survive on this planet and that's why y'all are so mad oh my god okay <laughs> <laughs> getting back to the episode this episode derailed in 34 seconds flat <laughs> all right that was definitely my fault because that if you guys that is the tell, this is gonna be a fun episode because we're That's talking it. about what <laughs> drugs <laughs> we love drugs take drugs but only from the yes. earth and not from like white people in in lab coats don't take those drugs. All right. Marijuana, LSD, DMT, and more. We all knew this day was coming. We all knew we would eventually discuss it. But today is the day we finally begin our discussion on where we at. Where we at? Drum roll. Drum roll. The drums are rolling. The drums are rolling in your mind because it's too loud in your ears. Okay, the legalization of marijuana and other drugs. 
since 2012 when Colorado finally legalized the use of recreational marijuana first I love that you put the real name in here so much because I like to say it okay marijuana for states residents we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about it I I know that's why (laughs) yeah the question of national legalization and decriminalization has taken center stage or should we say retaken we don't get to it center stage as this is not the first time but the number of inmates serving long-term sentences for non-violent drug-related offenses at an all-time high mm-hmm. get it <laughs> i forgot i made that point i'm a fucking genius <laughs> oh my god dana is laughing at herself right now <laughs> i was like <laughs> that was funny oh shit i wrote that <laughs> <laughs> The question is more important than ever. Way to put a joke in the middle of a super serious sentence, Dana. I am incapable of dealing with feelings. Okay, go run that back. Okay. (laughs) With the number of inmates serving long-term sentences for nonviolent drug-related offenses at an all-time high, the question is more important than ever. Why was marijuana a drug that has been proven non-lethal and even medicinal over thousands and thousands of years classified as a Schedule One narcotic in the U.S. in the last 100 years or so? And why are other drugs that can be easily, <clears throat> I'm sorry, can be safely and effectively uh, used all of a sudden Ooh. criminal? <laughs> sorry. We'll give you a hint since we'll... We're talking about it on the podcast. The answer is probably racist. Racist people. White people. people. The answer is literally always white people. That's why we have a podcast. (laughs) Why do you have a podcast? Have you met white people? Like, (laughs) yeah, uh, facts. Okay, so let's do this um, as quickly as possible. I'm going to hit y'all with a brief ish because it's a long history. Um, of drugs or at least the drugs that we're going to talk about today and humanity because we've known for a really fucking long time that cannabis and other um, psychedelic drugs are not lethal when used properly but they don't want you to know that for reasons that we will discuss later on in the podcast that will never cease to infuriate me okay so we're gonna talk about weed first oh yeah they're all racist it's all racist it all boils down to racism Spoiler alert, it's racism. Okay, Um, we're gonna start with weed first. So cannabis, weed, marijuana, and or the hemp plant has been used by humanity since as early as 2800 BC. And it was originally evolved, not involved, evolved in central or Western China. And the hemp plant was not originally grown to be recreationally smoked. It was a versatile plant which is simple and easy to grow. It's easily maintained. It's easy on the land. And it's used to make a whole shitload of things as it was back then. You can make clothing. You can make paper. You can make rope. You can make sails. You can make And you can do all that right now. You can. You know what? I found out. What did you find out? What did you find out? I found out queen fact, marijuana fact. Oh, I got two. Number one. Oh, I learned this from Bailey Sarian, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she literally, like, last week when we postponed, she posted a video about, with yeah. almost the exact same name. Yeah. <laughs> too, actually. So, 
Shout <laughs> to, to the girl, Bailey. Okay. All right. So hemp is older than like Britain language, obviously, mm-hmm. because they like they just figured out how to use it as paper eventually. Yep. And on to that, hemp, marijuana, cannabis. Mm-hmm. That's where the word canvas comes from. Because the original really? canvases were made from cannabis. Wow, I did not know that. That um, is interesting. We and that have makes things. That makes sense because it's a, it's a lot easier to for, to make paper out of than like anything else because it's so easy to grow and it's not huge and it doesn't you know suck the life out of the land it grows on. Yeah, man, it's good for and the was, soil actually. Yeah. So that go that being said, or that goes to say, hemp was super common. Like back in the day, people used hemp for fucking everything because you can use hemp for fucking everything. So as far back as 2800 BC, cannabis was included amongst uh, medicinal herbs in ancient Chinese, Egyptian, Indian, Hindu, Assyrian, uh, which is another ethnic group indigenous to the Middle East, and even the Greek and Roman, um, what is it? What are the sites? Pharmacopias. Pharmacopias. The word I always get wrong. Um, pharmacopias as early as 2800 BC. So we've been known about this shit. We've been known about this shit. And as usual, the Greeks and Romans, white people were the last to know about this shit. So, so <clears throat> it was brought to, we're flash forwarding a little bit because uh, in between like the, this around the ancient times and like the 1800s, marijuana was kind of- Around a- the ancient times? <laughs> What does that mean, Dana? That's a lot of time. Guys, I'm I'm I might have indulged in a bit of the marijuana already. I don't ancient see why times we're- like Jesus, ancient times like oh, before Jesus. AD, BC. Well, I know, give us I'm a frame. Say, here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, marijuana or cannabis in particular really kind of didn't have any big eventful. It was commonly used. It was commonly known to be medicinal. It was used by important people to um, aid with certain medication or certain ailments, blah, blah, blah. Nothing really happened to it until about the 1800s when it was brought to Western medicine and white people started fucking with it. So it was brought to Western medicine in the early 1840s by Brooke O'Shaughnessy who began employing cannabis for the alleviation of nausea, vomiting, pain, and other illnesses. Dana, you pronounced that wrong. It's okay. Shag Hennessy. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I didn't, but okay, I'll listen to you. <laughs> it's, oh, yes, you're right. Brooke O'Shag Hennessy, who began employing Wait, cannabis. Wait, this, this is a, that's a joke, right? Her name's not yes. O'Shag Hennessy. Yes. It is okay, not but... O'Shag. Please do not say that in your adult life. Okay, because I was, I was, <laughs> no, it's O'Shaughnessy. Um, but homie began employing cannabis for the alleviation of nausea, vomiting, pain, other illnesses, blah, 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 which is when it started to pick up in the white world. It gained popularity in the late 18th and early 19th. That is a shitload of hot sauce. <laughs> in the late 18th or late 19th, excuse me, early 20th century, Queen Victoria, the first actually used it to alleviate painful menstruation headaches, stimulate appetite, blah, blah, blah. Empress Elizabeth of Austria, no idea what number she was, used it to alleviate coughs and stimulate appetite, alleviate nausea, blah, 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 blah. 
So people been known about known about this shit as per usual. White people were the last to know about this shit, but it really kind of kicked off because even in the United States, which we're about to discuss when it came to the United States, but even in the United States, the Arab hashish or cannabis was very commonly employed for medicinal uses because, I mean, granted, at that time you could sell snake oil as medicine, but it was one of those considered exotic ingredients to alleviate pain. So it was common. White people been using Egypt. Say it again. Did you talk about Egypt? Well, I, inc- I did say that they used it, but I, I didn't go into detail. If you would like why to. Why not? I mean, why did you wait until we got to 1840 to say I something didn't about Egypt? I'm not cutting you off. And I, I mean, love cutting each other off on this show. Let <laughs> <laughs> me. Therapy works too much. We're going to back up to Egypt before we, we are. I just wanted to say. I because okay so you talked about the queen victoria whatever using it for like yes that's the only reason i said something that's why i waited okay because women in ancient egypt <clears throat> take it and mix it with uh honey and then like literally insert it in mm-hmm. to the vagina during their period to alleviate the pain did it work i don't know I feel like you just get a temptation is not strong but like it's there it's like, strong, the, honey part, the honey part is what gives me reason to pause but they do make um foria is a brand that makes um like special like mincy's products and it's mm-hmm. inserted in the vagina and it's an oil mm-hmm. and you would think that because it's like shedding that it would like not like stick to it mm-hmm. but it does stick to it and it does alleviate pain so I mean, maybe it worked. Yo, the ancient we're here, Dana, talk about the medicinal uses of marijuana. (laughs) You can fight me yourself, Shelby. What'd you say? I didn't hear what you said, actually. (laughs) I just immediately read your outline. Read (laughs) your outline. Wait, what did you say? I'm sorry. I appreciate you. And as a human being, you're a wonderful addition to my life. Thank you. I appreciate you, and you're Thank also you. an addition to my life. However, <laughs> I have forgotten what I said, so you're going to have to read it out loud. All right, moving on. Psychedelics. Let's talk about other drugs now. Psychedelics <laughs> have also been employed um, for medicinal or spiritual uh, use by different cultures throughout history, such as the ones that we have mentioned. Specifically, ancient China um, is where the earliest use of psychedelics, or at least that I can find in my research, the earliest use of psychedelic or drugs that I was able to find Um that's where all of this began, basically. So early, early, early psychedelic drugs, ayahuasca, psilocybin mushrooms, mescaline, which is more commonly known as peyote. These are all naturally occurring psychedelics that were employed by native and indigenous cultures, even in the Americas, for hundreds of years. <clears throat> well, I mean, like, okay, so, okay, run it back, run it back. Running so did back. you say... <laughs> um i'm here i'm present i'm listening but i got (laughs) i got confused because in fantastic fungi it was talking about our ancestors in africa eating the poop mushrooms and getting high off that listen i said i don't know shit about how many different ways do i gotta say i don't know shit about (laughs) alex okay well no no please keep calling me stupid no i love that i love it i I love it i totally love it no No, I'll just I'll in, I'll interject that just with Fantastic Fun Guy on Netflix. It's a great documentary. 
our ancestors, they saw the mushrooms growing in the poop from the animal droppings. They ate it. And then they were like, whoa, shit's getting weird. Shit Sometimes weird. questionable shit pays off, man. You yeah. couldn't have convinced me. But you know what? You can't really blame them for like eating the weird mushrooms because that's how like some stuff that like catnip. Like it affects cats differently, but that's just how, how it reacts with the body. So hey, right. that's that's great. And I'm glad that food. somebody discovered it, but it wasn't it wouldn't have been me. That's they all I'm saying. Starving, bro. You don't ever watch like the history the animal documentaries? Like lions be out here starving real life, bro. It'd be hard in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I'm saying ahead, a couple hundred ahead, thousand years ago, niggas was hungry and I'd have ate the poop mushroom. <laughs> Chanel, do you want to finish that section so you can edit where necessary? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. So um, let's see where you were at. These substances were originally employed by practitioners of spiritual arts and leaders of ceremony to allow transcendence into the realm of the spiritual. I love that sentence. That's a beautiful sentence and absolutely 100% true. Give it to Um, us again, lazy. (laughs) Psychedelics have long been used to remove inhibition, allow large amounts of self-reflection and promote deep, long-lasting psychological change. Um. Yes, I have also found in my personal life that all of those things are true. Um, And I, one thing I will say about this is I didn't realize that you could really use psychedelics for sleep until I took a large amount of mushrooms and promptly fell asleep for a very long time. So psychedelics do have sleep benefits. That sounds like some shit I need. Let me talk to my doctor. Yeah, talk to your doctor about that. (laughs) Um, Now, let's see. In the 1960s and 70s, uh, that brought about the development of synthetic psychedelics uh, like LSD, MDMA, and ketamine, which serve similar purposes. And Yefem just got a prescription for ketamine. So um, I'm a little afraid to try it. Probably not going to, but I don't know. Uh, it's ketamine is one of those things where, um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of like a K hole, but K holes are like what happens when you take too much ketamine and it's, you think that you're like, visually you're in the sunken place, not like mentally, but like, just like from the movie, the way that looked like you think like you're, everything looks very far away. Everything is very dark. Your senses are totally changed and you hear things far away and it's like you're in a hole um but part of the reason why I was looking into a ketamine prescription was because going into that k-hole place when you're guided with a doctor helps treatment resistant depression so you can do that and like have several therapy sessions with the doctor be like have someone watching you like you cry through it it's like super it's like a big whole thing um but then your depression's gone so that's a that sounds like I might die I don't want it never mind I know but it's I don't know it's one of those things where it's like I could do a couple sessions cry it out be safe and then not have to take pills every day for the rest of my life I'm pretty sure I told y'all I got depression and I don't want to cry so I'm a pass (laughs) 
<laughs> I know I'm all describing I'm like so you're in the sunken place crying and it's really good it's really <laughs> terrible but like after that it's nice rather not <laughs> no, you know I just I I've seen like people that um are dealing with terminal illnesses go into k-holes and it helps them feel more full of about their remaining life that they have left like I don't know they're more appreciative of it they aren't afraid of dying they feel a part of something bigger um so maybe I'll try it one of these days I don't know but I do have the prescription that sounds pretty cool all right also um, terrifying yeah psychedelics I I mean I would say psychedelics are pretty scary um and that's why you have to have that's why it's all, all about set and setting and you have to have people around you that are safe and that love you and that are going to make sure you're okay because psychedelics are uh, not someplace not something that you want to do by yourself you don't want to go into your mind by yourself it's a scary place that's real Remember scary that scene in fantastic fungi where homie said he took the psychedelic on his own and he found himself up in a tree like <laughs> meditating in the middle of a storm i was like yeah i don't remember that part of that movie however terrifying (laughs) this was a dude's the main guy that's on there he was talking about when he i think i believe when he first tried it and he had his spiritual awakening i I wish i had a job (laughs) where i could make mistakes like that because like low-key i want to but 100% no go, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wish though, because like, I want to take too many mushrooms and trip out and find myself in a tree. I haven't tried climbed a tree in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> all right. So where is the racism in all this? Well, as usual, things got racist when they got to the United States. So while hemp was used as a versatile crop and cannabis gained popularity in the early 1900s, usually as some kind of exotic pain reliever, the Mexican Revolution, which was between 1910 and 1917, really began the downward spiral of American attitudes towards cannabis. The best example of this is that Mexicans were primarily responsible for bringing the use of recreational marijuana to the United States and were also villainized by white America, which hence the reason why we call it marijuana. And that's also why, you know, in the industry, in in the weed industry, we always say like, call it weed, call it tree, call it mota, call it cannabis, but don't call it marijuana. Mm. It's racist and we don't get to it, but I just feel like it's the fact that uh, we went to war with Mexico over their own shit and then white people were mad about it. Yep. Mm. Kind of so like mad, in fact. So mad, in fact, that they printed racist propaganda and literally racist hate mobs because this was also like around the time the prohibitionist attitudes really started to take effect. So like racist hate mobs of, of prohibitionists would like hold picket signs that say like marijuana makes mexicans thirst for white blood like it was bad 
It was yes. bad. It was bad. It was super racist and it, it villainized anybody who used marijuana, period. Um, but particularly, it, it just stemmed from, you know, Mexican Revolution war propaganda, basically. And one very determined racist man. Yeah. The dude yeah. that decided that he would use marijuana instead of, you know, like all the other names so that it sounded super evil, foreign. I guess, is was his <laughs> his aim was that if he used a foreign word, like the xenophobia would just take over the spirits of all of the Caucasians. He was right. And uh, yeah. <laughs> he was he he was absolutely right. It worked. Oh, look at the white man getting his way. Mm. Hundred years later. As a result of um the issues that Mexicans were having uh, with recreational use and being villainized by white Americans. And the hemp tax. Huh? And the hemp tax. There was actually a tax. I I don't know why I Googled it and didn't put it in here, but there was the, there was a a tax on marijuana or hemp in particular that made it so expensive that you couldn't really afford to grow it or buy it anymore. Yeah, capitalism has a whole ass role to play in all of this as well. It is not just racism. Indeed it do. I mean, the fact that we can have it now, capitalism, but yep, I'm getting ahead of myself again. So prohibitionist attitudes towards intoxicants in general included marijuana through the 1920s and the racist fuel of xenophobia towards Mexican occupation in the United States led to to marijuana being villainized as a dangerous drug that makes smokers lust for blood. Which is wild to me, because that just tells me that anybody who actually thought that never actually smoked marijuana. Right. I don't lust for a goddamn thing. I want to lay my fat ass down. I love they were like violent psychopaths. Facts. That like just use the weed as an excuse and we're like the weed made me do it it's because they are it's because the they're that violent they think we're that violent because they are that violent the film reefer madness depicted marijuana as a dangerous memory lost drug have y'all Mar- seen that movie that shit was wild at one point he I, i'm gonna try i'm gonna loosely quote this because i haven't seen the movie since college But at one point, the narrator said that under the influence of marijuana, the protagonist murdered his family with an axe. Love it. Great. Cool. That didn't happen. That's (laughs) That's never happened. That has never happened. (laughs) It never will happen. Like ever. In his marijuana. That has never Cool. Didn't happen. <laughs> the film was absolutely wild. And there's another one. It's not about marijuana, but it's about another drug that I can't whose which name I can't remember. But it's like Requiem for a Dream or something like that. Oh, I've seen that movie. Yeah. Also a wild journey. Wild it, movie. Homegirl <laughs> like, yeah, ends up addicted to like diet pills or something like that. But it's also about another drug, and I don't remember which one. That's probably why I was fucking confused because I was like, I don't think this is how drugs drug. (laughs) That is not how drugs drug at all in any way. These films were propaganda. Reefer Madness and Requiem for a Dream or whatever the fuck it was called. These These are propaganda films designed to scare you. Reefer Madness is from like early prohibitionist attitudes. Requiem for whatever is from the D.A.R.E. program, but we'll talk about that later, I guess. And then at the end of that, the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937 criminalized <laughs> the use of cannabis in all but taxed hemp. <laughs> you 
were right there. I love that re-entry. You were ready. You were waiting on your cue. <laughs> I just needed to get through my part. Okay. Shit. Cindy yeah, was like, all right, this is it. Yeah, the whole stretch. Yes. The Marijuana Tax Act. That's what I was talking about before. Marijuana Tax Act basically made it impossible to use and criminalize the use of marijuana. So or criminalize the use of cannabis and all but taxed hemp out of existence. They literally did the same thing when they wanted to try to get people to stop smoking cigarettes. Yep. Almost same shit. (sighs) Same, same fucking shit. Same fucking people. Like, what? It's the same people. And there's, there's no reason for it. There's no science behind it. Because again, we've known for literally thousands of years that this shit is totally fine if you know how to use it. When dude brought marijuana to congress to try and get it um, made illegal criminalized there was a doctor that said this man is insane (laughs) (laughs) this is not this is a crazy person don't listen to what he's saying it literally was like these are not facts and everybody was like but like the Mexicans though though like <laughs> but the like, Mexicans like you got facts he got Mexicans <laughs> we gonna go with racist we gonna we gonna go with racist white people are so scared of brown people it blows me away for people they that really have are the scariest the world, race like like it's insane to me for for people who have colonized the entire planet what the fuck are you so afraid of what are you so afraid of revenge (laughs) y'all are so lucky what was that the name of that the the writer who we had actually sent the video to each other at one point during the black lives matter protest last summer or two summers ago last summer i don't know time has lost all meaning two summers ago (laughs) but she was like y'all are so lucky that we want equality and not revenge. Yeah, I follow her. I want revenge, people. bitch. I uh. want. I personally want reparations. Forty-eight. Well, I think in- we all want revenge, but we have this thing called self-control, and we use it because we're not what psychopaths. I agree. I with think Killmonger. you should. I think Killmonger me. was right. So I would agree that Killmonger was right, and I think you should test me before you make any firm statements about my mental state. That's true. <laughs> That is also true. <laughs> you can also fuck around and uh, find out. But like, as far as unprovoked violence goes, that's, I think that's the line. Like, I don't think I think I have sociopathic tendencies, not psychopathic, because I know that I'm not going to go out and stab somebody. Right? Like, I have the self control and the body autonomy to be like, I'm not going to do it. So I feel like I'm not a psychopath. No, it's just the line. Everybody, everybody's weird. got a little, you know, a little sprinkle of crazy. Everyone's it's just sprinkle it's flavor. Of, it's it's flavor. a sprinkle. Exactly. As long as you can control the sprinkle, that's really what matters. Anyway, um, no, black, for black right. people, for most of us, it's probably going to be racism. So watch it. <laughs> and this is why I smoke weed to bring it back to the topic. Mm. <laughs> but first, but psychedelics. First. I'm so curious, but I'm also terrified. That's what I said. You can help me feel better, Chanel. I need you to help quell my fear about this because I really want to try it for the reason you talked about, actually, for the um, 
medication resistant depression because that's what yeah. I get. You yeah. just need to, y'all need to come to California. We can have a little weekend retreat, little cage bird hey, pod. Listen, wait, retreat, I want to do it before then because I'm poor. If, if, <laughs> if, 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 if in a hypothetical situation we were to do it, we should watch like the Wiz or Alice in Wonderland or some shit. I watched I watched the Wiz um on LSD and it was was it worth it? it I feel like wait 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 because I feel like I would be good up until that moment in the subway station mm-hmm. with those weird freaky fucking puppet toy things that like, no I can't. Oh yeah. okay okay hold up the so flying monkeys. Watch- Okay, I watched the Wiz, but yeah. I watched the Broadway um, production that they put on the TV of the Wiz that came oh, out like okay. four years ago. Yeah, I didn't yeah. watch the OG Wiz. That one would have scared me probably. Yeah, maybe I'll watch that one instead because yeah, that I'm one trying to traumatize beautiful. myself. <laughs> yeah, it was that, like that, that Wiz was beautiful. Tons of black people. I felt very seen and safe on my little LSD journey. <laughs> so. Cool. Yeah, let's. Who's who's doing this section? Let's get it. Mom, <laughs> I just wanted to sing about Diana Ross and um. Can feel a brand new day? Can it- oh, she. Okay, so here's my thing about Diana Ross is gonna make some people mad. I Uh-oh. feel like Diana Ross is overrated. She's like the Beyonce of her time. If you watch The Wiz, some of them, some of and some of them songs, you were like Diana. I can understand. <laughs> I don't agree with you, but I can understand where you're coming from. So I, I get why you feel that way. And I accept that. I don't agree, but I get why you feel that way. I know. Exactly. In the whiz in particular, I can understand why you feel that way. Yes, that that's that's mostly where it's coming from. It's mostly yeah. coming from the whiz. That's fair. It was not her best. Diana, it, most of that slaps. The hair, the clothes, the mm-hmm. makeup, all that slaps. But the whiz... I had feelings about the Wiz. All right, getting back to the 60s. Speaking <laughs> of the Wiz, 1960s and psychedelics. Okay, so psychedelics, um, beautiful thing. I don't know from personal experience, but I just feel like really one of these days I need to get it's gonna. I know what's going to happen for me. I just don't want it to be when I'm like at rock bottom, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I get um, undepressed a little first. <laughs> right, like just a little bit. So yeah. I can, if I can like oh, shake the crust off the top. Friends, <laughs> friends, friends. I don't believe you. you. You will not, you will, there's no amount of undepressed that you can be and do psychedelics. Like whatever, it's going to come up. Like some something's going to come up. But I'll tell you, like you, if you're on a trip and something negative comes up, it may feel like it's lasting forever, but it could be five minutes and you still have hours left of a trip. So that, like it's that not, sounds more scary than positive to me. No, I <laughs> mean like you could like like I had a trap where like I had a trip where something negative came up and I was like I didn't even realize I was looking at the ceiling. I was seeing like animal crackers on the ceiling, like shapes. I was having a good time and like tears were pouring down my face at the same time. And then five minutes later, I was like, sound like you were having a good time. No, I wasn't. I was just like, I was talking and like, it's literally just like stream of consciousness. Like you're not even, it's great to record yourself. I have so many recordings of myself on um, acid or on mushrooms where I'm literally just, it's like everything 
there's no, there's nothing where you're like, oh, it's going to sound stupid if I say that, or, oh, um, I don't, I don't want to go there. Like, it's just stream of consciousness comes out of your mouth without even thinking. I, mean, I could stop overthinking for and, like a couple yeah, of hours. You don't, you don't overthink. It just, it just comes out. And if you record yourself, that's a really good like little diary to have. So like, go back and like dissect some of what you were, what came out. Processing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a processing tool. I mean, it's, so, you, I mean, it, don't, I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to gun to your head. I, of course. Room. <laughs> but even for people that I know that have been afraid of taking it, have taken it and been like, wow, that was way, like, I'm glad you prepared me as much as you did. And like, you told me as much as you did, but it totally wasn't even as bad as like, I thought it would be. I'm really curious. Like, I'm not being lied to personally. You're not being lied to. I trust you, Chanel, but I low key feel like I'm going to be horrified by my experience. And you're just going to be like, yeah, dude, it's vibes. No, no. No. It literally felt like my skin was melting off. It's cool. (laughs) No, no. My 401k is exploding. But <laughs> that's that California. It. It's cool, man. Whatever. Go through it. We all no, no. It, okay. So it is vibes. It is vibes. But like, I'll tell you this, this happened, right? Like I was sitting on the couch and I was tripping and, um, I'm not going to say when, cause you know, whatever, but I was sitting on the couch and I was tripping and I took a chocolate bar of mushrooms and I ate half the, I ate over half the bar this time. And the full, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot to take. And this time it didn't give me like any like mentally high, but my body, I completely felt like I was on the couch, but I felt like I was in a pool. Like, oh, that I, sounds fine. like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I, I mean. That sounds kind of cool. But at first, when I first started feeling like I was floating, I started panicking and freaking out. And I just had to tell myself and I was like, you're like, bitch, you're fine. Like, it's, it's fine. This is just how it is. <laughs> like, feel it, lean into it you'll be fine. And then I was like, okay, no, this is cool. I'm in a pool. I'm in a pool on my couch. So that's what I mean. If it gets bad, you just must lean into air. it. <laughs> it must be the air in California. You don't sound, <laughs> you don't sound nearly as terrifying. Y'all are entirely too chill in California. <laughs> or you just be like, yeah, man, uh, just walk from San Francisco. Yeah, no, I feel like I'm drowning on my man. couch. How are you feeling? it's cool man it's whatever yeah it sounds fun there terrifying but but fun like terrifyingly fun you know but, okay i'm so, gonna try them like i know before i die i'm gonna try them oh yeah sure yeah but, when like, you guys all come out here for my birthday yay true <laughs> maybe okay so <laughs> the 60s we're gonna get to the point <laughs> we do have a topic i promise we're on topic it's a fun episode okay so the 60s were actually a critical time for psychedelic research but also for psychedelics to earn a bad rep y'all should watch wormwood on netflix free Agreed. plug you're welcome netflix um lsd listening. <laughs> <laughs> might be shit harper hill saw my shit always look harper Ooh, 
did that backwards with a comma and everything in my head. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Harper Comma Hill. His government name. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. So Wormwood on uh Netflix is is a good movie about the government in uh synthetic drugs mm-hmm. and it talks about lsd which was synthesized in 1937 mescaline a psychoactive in uh peyote peyote is- peyote mm-hmm. okay peyote y'all know i live amongst the you know what never mind don't even worry about it we ain't gonna go there okay Pe- <laughs> psychoactive in peyote is isolated even earlier mm-hmm. in 1897 and were originally popularized. That word fucks me up on the daily. <laughs> I will stop using it because it really do begin you every time I put you it do. on. Don't it do. Tell me, fighting for her life. It's 10 o'clock at night. It's, it's, All right, I'm just thinking of it. And were originally popular. Pop, God, fuck. Popularized. <laughs> Recreate. Rec- Damn oh it, God. Oh my god i'm sorry you're literally fun. fighting yourself you're fighting in america <laughs> to produce transcendental experiences but the 1960s is where psychedelic research took off i can read but god damn dana i'm sorry i have a tendency to use my sat words when i write things don't do i don't shit. know why I'm just compelled to whip out vocabulary for no fucking reason. Okay. Dana well, just like pray for me. the thesaurus before writing this. Dear Audrey, I can read. I read a lot. Okay. Leave me, me too, motherfucker. What, what, what you trying to say? You got it. You got it. Did you get there? You got there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, dear audience, please pray for me as I try to make it through the rest of this outline. I am so sorry. I'm really sorry. Well, we'll see how I feel at the end of this. While there was promising research on psychedelics around this time, there was also a developing cult scene following psychedelics that made psychedelics synonymous with counterculture. Y'all know what we're about to talk about. The family. Charles wants to talk about something else first. Okay. Please no, on. not something else. And I'm, I just want to comment on you talking about the psychedelic research. Mm-hmm. Part of that psychedelic research was the CIA. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about MK Ultra. I was. I was <laughs> okay. Okay. Back. I was about to say we were going back. <laughs> That's why I just threw in Wormwood real quick because I was like, I gotta, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. Yeah, the government doesn't care about you. I just want you to know that they think we're all guinea pigs. I, when I think of the government, I think of guys in lab coats holding giant needles. Like yeah. they don't give a fuck Literally. about you. Literally, you know? yeah. Okay. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, MK Ultra was an experiment performed by the CIA that basically took our best and brightest and injected them with unholy amounts of LSD, basically to see what the fuck would happen. And, and you can that, learn about it, well, not get consent. That's like basically the plot of Stranger Things as well. So yeah. like this, I, I don't think people realize though that that's like not just a TV thing, that it actually no. is real and it happened. Totally and there are survivors to this day that like are silenced or, you know, there's also people that have been straight up murdered by the government because they wanted to talk mm-hmm. about their experiences being drugged by the CIA. So 
Yeah, no, it was absolutely wild what they did to these people. Basically, MK the purpose of, or the quote unquote purpose of MK Ultra, it was really just because the government wanted to see what the fuck would happen if you put a bunch of LSD in people. Absolutely. Um, but the quote unquote purpose, yeah, exactly. But the quote unquote purpose of MK Ultra was to basically like they considered it some form of inoculation. So like if your best and brightest can be under the influence of these crazy amounts of drugs and still perform adequately, you can promote, you can create super soldiers. A white man came up with that dumbass idea. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Not one white man said, you know, that might be a dumbass idea. It's just, but it is. But we have just enough money and power to make it happen. So why the fuck not? They did this to a lot of Vietnam War soldiers yep. and they didn't, I mean, they had these soldiers having flashbacks in the mm-hmm. trenches and they didn't even know. They had no idea that they were being dosed by the government. Mm-hmm. They would go into people's homes, wiretap them, dose them, see what would happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It's just the, the government is one hell of a drug as well. And you know what? I could do but all that either. shit. Because they bought all of the LSD. Yeah. All of it. The U.S. government yep. bought all the U- the LSD mm-hmm. from the scientists that created yep. it. So just for the explicit purpose of doing what the fuck they wanted with it and nobody else being able to know shit about it. Right. So like, yeah, the 60s were a cool time for research because there were also some good psychedelic research things developing in the 60s. Like that was where psychedelic there was. I can't remember exactly what year, but when I when I looked it up, there was a study from like 1973 or like 1974 or something like that. That was about psychedelics being used to treat um i forget what i think it was it was a mental illness like one of the few that they actually gave a fuck about at that point Mm. um but psychedelic research at that point was to the point where like we knew it was usable in a proper schizophrenia i think is what mushrooms for Mm -hmm. thank you um yeah so they were using it to treat schizophrenia like as a mental illness so they knew they know and knew that these drugs were able to be used to treat these illnesses. <laughs> they know that these drugs are important. Like, ugh. it just makes me mad how abusive, how their abuse has led to the bad reputations of these drugs, which has led to so many people not receiving such readily available and easy treatment for illness. A Ill- side note before we get to the family, but that's capitalism. No. Facts. I mean, and y'all know I I can't go oh, through yeah. an episode without talking about <laughs> capitalism. No, no, damn, I oh, literally certainly <laughs> we will get to it. But pharmaceuticals is cheaper. Yep, for them one and two more profitable. Exactly. Know? Okay, exactly. so that's the quick note on that. And we'll return. <laughs> we're gonna get to the family. Um. <clears throat> So Cult scene last- around psychedelics. Yes. Yeah. So this is gonna be, you know, there's always there's always that one motherfucker that just He's all, it's always a white guy. Well, yeah, usually. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's always somebody that just fucks it up. Like we were saying with the marijuana. Um, yeah, nobody killed their family with an axe because of marijuana. Never happened. That shit never fucking happened. Never happened. No. It is literally made up. Um, 
psychedelics were, were are not a terrible thing but you know who you can blame for the majority of the stuck up people of the world still believing that it is mm-hmm. charles manson yup it's small and small other cults of the 60s years. and 70s but mostly charles manson yeah yeah um I mean, and I've been, I don't know, this Stephanie Harlow, who we talked about that I told you to watch on YouTube. Have you watched her yet? I have, and she's awesome. Right. I have another one. Emma Kenny. Emma Kenny. Uh-huh. She she um is in the UK and she worked with like police officers. Um, she's a psychiatrist and she's also like she was been on shows, like she hosted shows and stuff in the UK. Ooh. But like she goes into detail. She's really smart. She's got like I feel her personality is the same. I like it. Emma um, Kenny. Got it yep um redhead lady english accent okay so charles manson the famous infamous manson family cult leader may he burn in hell okay uh took advantage of young people under the influence of heavy doses of lsd and i'm pretty sure it wasn't just lsd emphasis on the heavy and on the unwilling because he did not ask for consent a lot of times when giving people these doses or he would lie to people about the doses that they were receiving or bully them or bully them yeah into taking taking like way more than what the fuck they were supposed to be taking um so heavy like insane amounts of of drugs like to the point where people were scared of what they were taking um of LSD so the heavy doses of LSD and made them commit horrific acts I would question the word made them commit horrific acts Um, I say made because when you are under just like when you're under the influence of like a significant amount of alcohol you can't really consent right so like when you're under the influence of heavy doses of LSD and somebody points you in the puts a knife in your hand and points you in the direction and says, go do that. You're not really in your right mind to make the decision not to do that. I would you know? agree with Dana because like, if you look at historical indigenous uses of not LSD is a synthetic, you know, right. psychedelic, but of psychedelics that indigenous people use, you always had like a shaman there or a witch doctor or someone in the village that was just mm-hmm. wiser to guide you. So if they're under these heavy doses of LSD and he is the one guiding them, mm-hmm. then they're going to, they're just going to do what he's telling them to do. Right. Okay, cool. Right. Except that they still have free will. So the same way that you haven't gone out and killed anybody on drugs because it's not in your personality to do it. Like you have self-control and it's not in your person. I also haven't been forced to take huge doses of LSD. Okay, but let me get to it. (laughs) Okay, so what I was saying before, before I got distracted by Emma Kitty and the the true crime stuff is that um, I got caught in this loop of Charles Manson, like deep, deep shit. Like the Stephanie Harlow thing is like seven episodes of like an hour and a half episodes. And I watched all the motherfuckers. Um, and then I watched like the Emma Kenny one. And then I watched like a documentary. But if you learn about these people, the the people that were in his cult, the actual mm-hmm. people that committed these crimes, he had a lot more people around him. Those people, I would argue, were influenced by him. Uh, yeah, that's but true. But the people that actually went out and committed the crimes, I'm not, I'd, I wouldn't give them that out because he well, wasn't okay. there. 
that's true they that's were fair. committing the crimes that's fair the people who actually committed the murders and shit were mm-hmm. like his inner circle so they were definitely like along for the ride at and that they were very calculated even when he was removed from their immediate sphere of influence and he was yeah. not there to force them to do anything they were still, they were going still worshipers and beyond mm-hmm for this band yeah and i'm not saying that to absolve them of responsibility i am however saying that in that like you can very you can significantly more easily be influenced to do something like that when you are under heavy doses of these drugs than if you weren't so they are still responsible because they are adults and have free will and knew better than to commit fucking murder um but they were under the influence of heavy drugs yeah, this so, is some of them that are still like, yo, Charlie was right and yeah. um, y'all are wrong. And these yeah. are y'all grand. So scary. Parents. So scary. So gross, yeah. first of all. So. Because he was yeah. a racist. He was a racist. He did all of the crimes that he committed um, were basically for the purpose of starting a race war because it always boils back down to racism. He thought that he, he and his followers were basically chosen to like rule the planet or something after the race war started and white people were killed. They would be the saved white people right. who would then rule over all the brown people right. once the world once once the world ended. And that's not what the fuck he believed. He was just like a narcissist. Who's yeah, no, he was a crazy person on a um, lot of drugs. But <laughs> getting to why this is why I will never care how nice a clear person is because he claimed him himself to be the brother or to have the brotherhood of eternal wait wait no no this is the other thing that's another cult yeah okay so we're gonna move but he did claim himself (laughs) like this this like loving yeah leader and like was nothing but love and light and people who didn't understand him were like just didn't have the love and the light and mm-hmm. okay but speaking and of he light, would make them in- believe it though because like he would set up these crazy ceremonies and shit give them crazy amounts of lsd and then make them listen to like this these crazy songs and he would come in and like emerge yeah. into the room in like a row i am the savior yeah like he made them believe it and when you were under the influence of these drugs you're a lot more impressionable so you yeah. see that when you're under all of these drugs and you're like oh shit this guy might actually be jesus yeah like it's ugh, he's the devil sorry so, okay moving on and speaking about <laughs> his love and light um the brotherhood of eternal love which is an ironic name and we'll get to it um <laughs> is another cult from california in the late 60s <laughs> that no shit no shit the way that you said california was i was like trying not to do it <laughs> i don't know if you can really tell or not but like i did a little pause and i was like all right shelby you gotta come out like they gotta come out good yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i i'm running it back all right so a cult from california <laughs> all right next episode i'm gonna have a list of cults from everywhere else <laughs> good luck finding them in virginia you probably find some like oh uh, you're right i'll just find the clan my bad i was about okay. to say you'll probably find like hey, you got it you got it you right <laughs> <laughs> you might find like a couple crosses on All right. fire but All right. chill out chill out charlie manson was in california too though so That's- speaking of the second cult in california the brotherhood of eternal love <laughs> um in the late were insane they were insane man (laughs) let's talk about it um 
they they used LSD in their rituals. Um, I mean, I guess they were doing it ritualistically, so it's a ritual, even if it is bullshit. Um, this is actually where the Summer of Love of 1967 came from. It was a protest of prohibition of LSD. It um, was. Y'all should look deeper into the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, though, because they are crazy. They were crazy. <laughs> They were trying to start just as a little taste so you can go down the rabbit hole of the Brotherhood of Eternal Love like I did. They tried to start a psychedelic revolution. Mm-hmm. Like they like they were wild, like dropped 30,000 tabs of acid on beachgoers wild. And I fucking live for the energy. Like I'm, I Dana. love what? Dana. I'm not saying that everybody has to do drugs, but I don't see a reason that nobody has to do drugs. The children, perhaps. I didn't say the children should do drugs. I did not children say that. Are on drugs. I am convinced. <laughs> children just produce. Like we are all on drugs. Psilocybin. It's no, like honestly, a dystopian no. book. Like it's in the water. We're all getting it, and only motherfuckers drinking Mountain Dew know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> the gamers know what's up. No, stop. The Brotherhood of Eternal Love was actually wild. That is where the Summer of Love came from. It was a protest because they didn't want LSD to become illegal, which then did a fucking horse butt. In 1960, <laughs> other psychedelics made Schedule One substances with controlled, but the Controlled Substance Acts. And I just want to talk about how bullshit Schedule One is because marijuana is classed as a Schedule One, and that is hardcore meth is not even a schedule one drug mm-hmm. fucking meth is that so, a schedule for those one of you guys so for those of you guys who don't know um what actually shelby you're about to get to it i'm not going to take that from me go ahead and read the next thing for us please thank you so okay. <laughs> this is why i appreciate you in my life okay so in the 1970s there uh, war on drugs to today let's get into it <sighs> Y'all better get ready for this energy. Y'all this know is me. where it gets real rage. Well, again, this is where the racism kicks back in. Yeah, it's over and over again. Okay. Um, controlled the Controlled Substances Act introduced by yours truly, Dick Nixon. And Tricky Dick. Tricky Dick. Yeah. I am not a. You know him and that <laughs> orange man got like the same uh, fucking energy. Fucking like, facts. This aura was like the fucking same. I was like, oh, I know how this presidency is gonna go. Facts. It did. It, it mm-hmm. did go like that. So, um, uh, he classified marijuana, psychedelics, and other drugs as Schedule One controlled substance controlled substances devoid devoid of medical use mm-hmm. and prone to abuse yeah. devoid of you can't use there is no possible no po- no humanly possible medical use for these substances we didn't just list a bunch and prone to abuse did we mention that marijuana is non-addictive unlike cigarettes which can be bought at your local store for six dollars mm-hmm. plus tax fucking fast okay and establish mandatory minimum sentences for possession of these drugs if you're black you should have just gotten mad 
usually is against got real mad but not as mad as you're gonna get when i talk about bill clinton okay (laughs) (laughs) it also targeted bipoc specifically black Mm -hmm. people and latin people Mm -hmm. and made it so nonviolent criminals could be jailed for years for not actually being criminals correct humans use drugs that is a fact of life (laughs) but BIPOC are more likely to go to jail for it for years for For decades for actual years for having like a joint in their pocket they're going to jail for years because they know who you should be mad at Bill Clinton your homie Bill Clinton your best friend the homie who literally put way more black people into prison than trick dick could ever dream of millions of black men just poor there before there was like maybe like a couple hundred thousand i want to say it was like three hundred thousand but i don't have numbers in front of me and my memory is not the best um (laughs) but i'm gonna i'm gonna commit to three hundred thousand i like it i like your time this bitch left office it was somewhere at like 2.3 million Ugh, for drugs that don't for drugs nobody for personal use amounts of drugs that's really what pisses me off like i can understand being arrested for distribution like if or, you just or, done. or why, a gun though why even for distribution well, i'm not saying i condone it <clears throat> but like for having a personal use amount of drugs on right, you right right going to jail for years like i'm clearly right. not going to corrupt the masses with my single joint. Like, I'm not gonna go hand this to a fucking toddler. With my roach <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> like, it makes absolutely no sense. And it was just, it was, ex- it was an excuse, exclusively an excuse to put low-income people in jail because low-income people are the ones that, well, I won't say do more drugs, but are the they ones that get caught with more drugs because they're being heavily policed they're being heavily scrutinized it's just there's more of a police presence so they're going to get caught more often than when there's exactly. zero police and in they're the not going to get area. that oh i'll just let it go this time exactly type attitude when they right. do get caught um so yeah probably definitely 100 percent be upset with bill clinton and i also just want to point out for anybody that goes well the fentanyl the fentanyl what however the fuck you say it the drugs the fda <laughs> yeah that shit the fd the the pharmaceutically made shit um that they're claiming is being inserted into drugs which is one um yeah a problem but probably not as big as as, as it's being made. well what i will say is it's a problem but it's not a problem when it comes to like with it not hold up let me take that back i know for <laughs> a problem, problem because but i know the problem, hospitals getting robbed of the shit right but like fentanyl is a pharmaceutical problem that's a problem that gets into people that take opioids mm-hmm. that's a problem with people that are taking that are snorting that's political are you right now <laughs> that are snorting <laughs> like cocaine not crack rocks right not crack rocks that like poor BIPOC people smoke but cocaine that white people do so the fentanyl issue while it affects everyone it affects white people I would argue more so that's fair just kind of like the opioid crisis wasn't a crisis until it started affecting white people oh exactly 
wait, we was in prison for marijuana, but when somebody's white daughter died from heroin, everybody had to care, and we heartless if we don't. What, bitch? What? I've been watching the show Intervention recently and it's been succeeding in doing nothing but pissing me off because like these white people are getting all the sympathy and all the love and everything when they're I've seen that show. like black people on the street like literally like pushing carts around and shit because they can't get a hold of their own addiction but Bethany from you know from Greenwich Village just decided Beth to Ann. have a meltdown Beth Ann exactly decided to have a meltdown you know and, like <laughs> Bitch, I don't care. You like still have a house and a car and like shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Get your anyway. shit together, Beth. You, you like dead ass, dead <laughs> ass, like a white person on meth is still like better off than like a black person like smoking weed. Like Facts. easily. Easily. Yeah, your house it, claiming they smell weed and then shoot you in your face. That's yeah. Like- this Thank is you. that's also a part of that like probable cause now is the is you can consider the smell of weed as probable cause mm. which first of all most of y'all don't know what weed smells like unless you smoke weed because i have i mean not y'all personally but like i people who i know who don't smoke weed have no fucking clue what weed smells like Bitch, you know what you like, are right you are right <laughs> they have no fucking I, clue. I went to a protest and somebody was burning sage and literally a bunch of people were just like oh my god someone's smoking weed mm-hmm. around the police bitch no the it's fuck just they're not any smoky herbal scent they just assume that it's i've burned incense i've burned incense and people have thought i was smoking weed so yeah. people who don't smoke weed have no fucking clue what weed smells like so cops who literally decided to dedicate their life to being a fucking narc don't know what weed smells like so they just roll up on a car that smells like, I don't know, Egyptian musk or something. And now they have a reason to go through your shit. Yep. Like literally, literally oh. that that is literally happened to me. I have because I burn incense in my house all the time. All Same. the time I burn incense. I, I am right also here. I'm black, but I am also equally parts Arab and we burn incense a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been accused of smelling like weed when I'm um, picking up my daughter and it's literally like it, it's like copal you know like it's not <laughs> even it's it's incense it's there's no weed or anything it's but some it's, culture yeah nobody knows what weed really hands. smells like so. no if you if you don't smoke weed you probably don't know what weed smells like unless you've decided specifically to pursue the smell of weed you don't fucking know what it is so when a cop pulls up on you and says mm, i smell weed first of all nine times out of ten he's probably bullshit mm-hmm. yeah so no, it it just gave police more reason to throw more nonviolent criminals, heavy quotes if you're not subscribed to Patreon, uh, <laughs> criminals um, in jail for absolute for years for absolutely no fucking reason. And, and that's gave, how you create criminals. Yep, because you throw people in jail, you give them no hope, and and <laughs> you it becomes a lifestyle because you make it a lifestyle. When you throw somebody in jail for years, they come out, they're completely disconnected from the world. Well, what the fuck else are they supposed to do? I'm just trying to figure out how much tenacity and like will people are supposed to have when like you, when they come out, like you tell them they're not shit. And then like you Mm -hmm. put them in school where like you beat down on them and are Mm -hmm. like super, super um, critical of them and tell them that they ain't gonna be shit. Like, or 
whether it's verbally or with your actions, tell them that they ain't going to be shit or you're not interested in investing in them. And then when they get out into the world and are still like, I'm still going to make it, I'm going to make the best of it. And they get in trouble for some bullshit, like having a joint and they get inserted into a system where they also tell them they ain't shit. And that's why Mm -hmm. they're where they're at. And they drill that into them every fucking day, get them out into the street where they have to struggle to make money, find somewhere to live. Because if you get out of jail and you're on probation, you got to have somewhere to live. You got to have a job. You have to start paying. And they don't assist with shit. They do not. And they charge you for shit. Like you got to pay for like all, all your probation officer. You got to pay for all kinds of shit while you are, when you get out of jail and nobody will give you a fucking job because you are a criminal or you like on your record. That laws are arbitrary. We don't make fucking laws because they're a right and a wrong. We make laws because they're shit that we want to accomplish and Mm -hmm. we need to get everybody in line and punish the people that don't do what the fuck we need them to do. Exactly. This is one of the, or this is one of those times one for, well, you know what, actually we're going to get into it in the next section. Get into it. So all of this is to answer the question of why legalize, why should we legalize these substances? So we discussed the basics first rudimentary you know answer we discussed the basics hemp is super fucking useful when it comes to cannabis hemp can be used for literally anything and it's viable so we talked about food fabric rope sales all that kind of ancient shit um but we can also more recently hemp has been demonstrated as a viable alternative uh to biofuel from ethanol so it re- actually releases less alcohol into the air. So it produces less ground pollution than ethanol actually produces. So hemp is a good alternative for biofuel. It produces more environmentally, friend- environmentally friendly paper and plastics, um, which are more easily biodegradable. They are a high protein food source. You can use their oils for skin, for hair, for, for, for all kinds of shit. So what's that? That's the tea, girl. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were indicating smokage. <laughs> I was like, you can smoke it. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so that's the basics of what the actual fucking plant can be used for. There's absolutely no reason that we shouldn't be using this plant for for all of this shit. Um, so chemicals within the plant. So CBD and THC, which are the chemical, the what is it, psychoactive or cannabinoids? Ha ha ha. Uh, in, in marijuana or in cannabis that offer relief, affordable uh, and readily available l- relief with significantly less side effects for a ton of medical issues that modern medicine either struggle to treat or create sometimes dangerous side effects in actually trying to treat these illnesses in the first place. So I know CBD, right? CBD can be used for a lot of things. Currently legal in 39 states, because I, which I don't understand why it's not legal in all 50. Um, but take a wild guess of which states are the ones not included. I'm willing to bet that Alabama and Mississippi are among them. Dude, the South should secede from the United States. <laughs> <laughs> they should have seceded. Are y'all in the South? I oh, said what I said. Business. I am in the California. Ain't y'all hanging on by a thread? Yeah, but that's like are you talking about earthquakes shit? Is that yeah? 
bro, fuck him. Yeah, like oh literally, literally hanging Not out. even close. Not even <laughs> close. I don't see God versus a horrible, horrible man-made environment. Like, yeah, no, I'm in the South for like a solid five more days and I will only look back on the most temporary of occasions. It ain't um, that bad. Not here, anyway. That's a different, well, here, you're right. That's fair. I'm also very comfortable with telling people in this particular area that I will fuck them up if I have to. <laughs> uh, the Cagebird Chronicles does not condone the use of violence to solve I said problem. if I have to. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, okay. So CBD can be used to treat a bunch of medical conditions, um, particularly conditions like chronic pain, epilepsy, Things like fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, insomnia, depression, anxiety, and even addiction can be treated or lessened with CBD. Um, And THC, actually. THC can actually help you off of your addictions as well. Um, THC is the chemical in cannabis that causes the high, but in concentrated doses, does not have to get you high and can actually be used beneficially. Similarly to CBD, Uh, THC is used to treat chronic and nerve pain, depression, and anxiety, but has also proven effective in the treatment of symptoms of glaucoma and the symptoms of HIV and AIDS. THC fact. THC fact. THC fact. The legal limit on how much THC can be in something Mm. made the fuck up. Grabbed out of the air. Doesn't mean shit. There's a limit? I didn't know there was was a limit. It can be like 0.3%. Like mm-hmm. in the CBD that you buy in the store mm-hmm. or in like hemp products, mm-hmm. fucking made up. I mean, I never off. even heard of it. <laughs> you know what? And you know what? I'm here for that because it doesn't matter. It is impossible to overdose on this shit. You will be fine. You will be totally fine. You'll just be asleep for a long, long time. You might but... get scared for a second. <laughs> you might get nauseous. back up. You might throw up, you might take a shit, but that is the worst that will happen to you. Just go take a nap. That's all that you need to do. Literally any time that I've been too high off of like cannabis, I like I can feel it coming on like waves. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I see it in the distance coming closer and closer. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, let me just make oh, it no, to no, my no. bed and close my eyes as fast oh, no, as I no, can. No, no. <laughs> and then I'll be all right. That's facts. No, like, cause like, okay. So fun weed, weed story. The first time I had edibles, I really underestimated the strength of my edibles. Bitch, um, yes. <laughs> oh my God. I got so sick. I got I think everyone sick. does that. It, yeah. Weed. But did it's you do that shit in the mountains though? No, I did it in my house. <laughs> cause I'm, I'm lame. I just did it in my house and I got so sick. I had, I ate, so I ate, like they told me to eat a quarter of it, right? It was like a brownie or something. They told me to eat a quarter of it. So I ate a quarter of it. I waited like 30 minutes, didn't feel anything. So then I ate the rest of the brownie all at one time. And I got violently ill about an hour later. Like I got so sick. I was like tossing cookies. I got so sick. I didn't get violently ill, but a family size bag of Doritos and also a family size pack of Oreos went missing between me and my best friend. And we both fell asleep. So we both were like, you did it. (laughs) Speaking of which, so differently from CBD, THC is also used for appetite stimulation, 
which is super helpful for those undergoing medical treatments. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm trying to hold back a cough and it is not working. <coughs> Forgive me. Okay. So differently from CBD, THC can be used to treat appetite stim- or sorry, used for appetite stimulation, which is super helpful for those undergoing medical treatments that cause nausea, like chemotherapy or any sort of, um, you know, treatment like that, that would cause you to not want to eat any sort of medication that you're taking that will cause you to not want to eat. THC can help you stimulate your appetite. So you, you, you gonna eat something. <laughs> if you decide to light up, you're going to eat. I love, I love that we're talking about this and my fiance is putting two burritos in the microwave for me as we speak right now. And then I'm going to have ice cream after that. So lovely. I need a movie to watch. I'm watching the John Wayne Gacy tapes and that just doesn't feel, it's not what I was supposed to be watching. Well, it was on Netflix when I turned on. So here we Mm. are. You want, does it have to be a movie? I mean, I've been watching Attack on Titan. And was a very good movie, huh? <laughs> very. Okay. Let it go. <laughs> it was good, huh? Fucking Encanto. I'm just saying that's how I experienced it, and it was fantastic. Sydney, oh release. <laughs> <laughs> one, one. I asked in the, y'all you know, to let me go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, We're so. Up one time we're we're doing fine and that is the end of my section anyway so yeah cbd thc they have their uses um they can be used to treat all kinds of things chronic pain um conditions they can be used to treat depression anxiety addiction seizures all kinds of shit that we've been known about we've been known about scared because you think we're lying talk to your doctor or google they will tell you if you should not smoke marijuana or they really will be helpful or not. Oh, 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 I thank you for saying that, because this is something that I definitely wanted to include in the episode. People who smoke marijuana, if you smoke marijuana chronically, like all the time and you are going into surgery, make sure you tell your anesthesiologist. Yeah, man, you gonna wake up. You've been to wake up. Yeah, they, they you are going to need a higher dose of your anesthesia to keep you under because your brain is is basically used to being numb. So yeah. you my, have to tell them. My friend just got a BBL and um, she had oh. to stop smoking weed for like two to three months because because oh. she smoked every single day. And that's how long it took Can't to get imagine. out of her system so that she could be under anesthesia. Yeah, it's important. It's really fucking important. Um, and it horrified me when I found out that that mattered because I have never told my anesthesiologist that I use marijuana. Oh, uh, yeah. And I just like last year alone, I had like three surgeries. Mm-hmm. So is is wild. Tell your fucking be honest with your doctors. That's about drugs. That's about hoeing. Your doctor's not trying to or at least most decent doctors are not trying to judge you they just need to know what's going on with you so they can give you the right amount of treatment or the right if you get a doctor of the same like demographic yeah yeah try and get a demographically matched doctor my doctor knows everything I do and thinks I'm a very interesting person because of it (laughs) (laughs) 
my doctor just asked me a lot of questions you know that you're interesting when like your psychologist even your doctor is like really (laughs) no literally i'm over here getting interviewed i'm just trying to go get a checkup i'm weak and you did be honest with your doctors specifically related to drugs be honest with your doctors about the use of drugs especially if you're going to be under any kind of anesthetic be real with them i understand you're not gonna get in trouble just be real with your fucking doctor two things one when i told my doctor how i lost weight she was like you did what to lose weight i was like (laughs) hey man it works um well you're in therapy you're in therapy huh i said you're already in therapy (laughs) oh well yeah (laughs) i'm talking about like my medical doctor she was she was like saying like so what like helped because you know via pcos like normally that comes with like sugar cravings and shit Mm -hmm. she was like how did you uh how did you like fix that and it turns out if you have dopamine you don't crave like simple sugars and shit that's what i mean dana i'm you look worried a little a little okay and two you know you're interesting when your therapist is like wow your psychologist is like wow Thanks for letting me into your mind today. <laughs> I love it. It's like your therapist is microdosing psychedelics by listening to you talk. She just gets <laughs> to the camera as I talk. It just <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes she just falls out of the view of the camera because she has she can't she don't want to laugh in my face, so she just like leans over to the side. <laughs> and starts fucking laughing <laughs> and then comes back and it's like I'm I feel sorry. like that's almost more more upsetting that's hella funny she's like oh uh-huh and she uh-huh. only does it if I'm laughing and she'll just be like ah! <laughs> that's so funny okay are, are y'all ready for me to go to the next yeah one? let's do it we're gonna talk about right. other things now so psychedelics offer um I'm trying to make it to the white oh the- my bad. I, I don't know why I read that out loud. Um, all right. Psychedelics offer non-habit forming therapeutic treatments for mental illnesses like depression, anxiety, PTSD, dissociative identity disorder, etc. I already mentioned like ketamine therapy treatment earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, also, less dangerous uh, psychedelics can be less dangerous than other are less dangerous less dangerous than other substances that do not carry mandatory minimums um do we want to talk about that because that sentence was a was a mouthful yeah, that, for me that's for my reason. bad I may have been high when I wrote this outline I'm so weird. and I'm high <laughs> as I say it so she's very you know it's crazy that it helps with DID which is um it was a dissociative identity disorder mm-hmm. yeah Okay, so that's what they used to call like multiple personality disorder, which is not super accurate because it's like a, it's, it's a trauma response. Mm -hmm. Normally when like people have stuff happen to them, Mm -hmm. when they're children, the way that their consciousness protects them is to like overly compartmentalize their Mm -hmm. brain. And then like to create like these subsequent personalities that takes care of them in different ways, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> but you can merge the personalities back together. But I just watched this thing on Hulu maybe um, about, it's like called the many faces of Jane. And it's about this lady who has DID. And mm-hmm. the first like two episodes, I was super annoyed because it's just like 
I have to get over clear people crying sometimes because <laughs> it just like irks me because you're not <laughs> facing anything that literally anybody else in the world has not faced while being not white. Um, so once I got over that, the science started getting real interesting. Um, but it, it, it's kind of cool that that helps with that because the brain is different when you have DID, like different parts of your brain spark up when different parts or personalities get activated like your brain completely changes as if you're a different person that's interesting i didn't actually know that yeah man that's wild yeah there has never ever ever been a marijuana cannabis overdose related death in the united states no but when it comes to alcohol we got ninety-five thousand deaths in the u.s per year per year Per year. That number year. blows my fucking mind. That is a public health crisis. <laughs> like, tobacco. 480,000 deaths in the U.S. per year. Neither are listed as scheduled substances. Yeah. 480,000 deaths per year to the cigarettes that you can buy at 7-Eleven. With all that tar and arsenic and cyanide inside. That's amazing, man. You can put that directly in your lungs the minute you turn 18 or well now it's 21 in some states, but like in California, Shelby, (laughs) I'm so weak. Not in Virginia. Well, in Virginia, you have to be 21 to buy cigarettes in Virginia. Oh, really? That's good. That's good. That just happened like last July or something like that. Virginia likes to act like it's like the Stepford wife of America while simultaneously being like super racist. We pretend to be progressive where, like, it doesn't super matter. Mm-hmm. But then like, we'll you can't just... cuss at the beach, but you can also, like, shoot into a car with the baby into Wait, it. Wait, you can't cuss at the beach? No, nope. you can get ticketed for cussing yep. at the beach. because You they get don't a want, ticket like, the... for cussing at the beach in Virginia. Okay. They don't want the toy. <laughs> that, no, like, okay. I've that's literally fine. walked past those signs and been like, man, fuck that sign. <laughs> So we don't be like the police will literally hand you a two out two hundred dollar ticket. Two hundred dollars. Fuck that. You could live here. Yeah. Oh America. <laughs> but like, I mean, those numbers just tell you that like it's literally, it's not, it's ugh. it's so sad what slips through the cracks because of racism. Like it's so or sorry what they don't allow because of racism so like these things that could actually help people that could actually do somebody some good and provide like affordable treatment and care for like all of these mental health conditions or all of these physical health conditions as well that gets banned but the things that are killing 500,000 and 100,000 separately people a year a year those you can buy at 7-Eleven Right, right. And most injuries reported on psychedelics are not a result of an overdose, but a result of an injury related to the drug use. (laughs) For example, I did too much LSD. I thought I was a dragon. I jumped off the roof. Turned out I was not a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that you took too much LSD and your heart stopped. Right. So an important note, speaking of that shit, is that while we just went through and we talked about how um, propaganda has turned perfectly okay drugs into um, not okay things, apparently, to 
Caucasian conservative America. But it's also pretty important to note responsibly, you know, since we're going to do the episode, that if you have mental problems, well, not problems, but like if you are neurodivergent or if you have a mental illness, that you should probably be careful because some drugs are not compatible with you and your brain chemistry. It doesn't make the drug bad. It just means it's not going to work the way that it should for you. So you should stay away. And that includes marijuana as benign as it is. As If you have like a, per- a paranoid personality type yep. or schizophrenia that is not controlled or is um, chronic or severe, probably should not fuck around with drugs unless you consult with your doctor so that it can be planned. Agreed. Yeah, talk to your good. fucking doctors. That's good. Talk to your doctors. It's fine. They're not cops. They're, and they're not supposed to, um, you know, violate HIPAA anyway. They're, mm-hmm. They can't. So if they tell on you, sue them and take all their money. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so why does this matter? Because it's important to recognize the racist pseudoscience that went into criminalizing these substances. Arrests for nonviolent drug offenses are an excuse to create slaves. Uh, and we know that that is what prisons are. They are yep. they hold enslaved people. Um, they throws people minutes. into the justice system <laughs> unnecessarily. And it's all capitalism. Yep. So like we previously stated, these can offer safe, relatively inexpensive and relatively non-habit-forming relief from illnesses that we currently pay the pharmaceutical industry industry dearly to treat yeah man <laughs> yeah man yeah, dude man. do you know this how much true. money i saved? like i okay we've already discussed everybody in this group is neurodivergent right <laughs> so like we've already discussed what my particular problems are when i was in college i was paying for the medication to treat my problems and it was like a hundred bucks every month mm-hmm. just to get my medication do you know mm-hmm. how much money i've saved just fucking smoking weed do you know how much money i've saved just being able because like it gets me to the same place Great. of being able to focus like being able to quiet the voices in my head for like a fucking minute to not be like super sensitive right go ahead i'll tell you i'll tell you the reason why i left virginia wasn't because i was like oh fuck virginia i don't like Virginia. it wasn't nothing like that it was literally because of my neurodivergency all the medications that i took well first off i wasn't getting adequate health care so that's you know they had me on too many medications but regardless the amount of medications what'd you say military doctors um at first military was tricare and then when i switched to like civilian doctors they just Mm -hmm. didn't know what to do with me right right, so i they were having me on 14 pills i was taking taking 14 pills (laughs) and my monthly um my monthly uh bill uh, at the pharmacy was going up to about 870 something dollars a month. Oh my gosh. And so I, my family actually flew me out to California immediately when I, I couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I should not have cold turkey, but I cold turkey stopped all the medicine and just replaced it with marijuana and only had to take two medications and cannabis to manage my symptoms instead of 14 pills. Well, yeah. I was telling you, Sydney, I stopped taking metformin because it turns out it's not necessary. Yeah, I stopped taking it a long time ago as well, but I started feeling, I guess, different side effects of it that I wasn't really 
uh, in love with. Um, I lost my tolerance, like, for a lot of, like, sweet-smelling things or, Mm -hmm. like, any smell could literally make me feel like I was gonna, I needed to run to the bathroom. I got that with the avocados, bro. I can't eat eggs anymore, yeah. Yeah, that's your liver. Metformin messes with your liver and, like, in your gallbladder. But, like, that's what it is. It's your brain telling you that you don't like it. You got to power through it. Just muscle down the eggs. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I've tried it immediately. Immediately avocado everywhere, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't do that shit. So speaking of us paying the pharmaceutical industry, um, our firstborn child just to get some medications for something that they've likely caused. Um, the government doesn't want you to stop paying them. Psychedelics yep. have been shown to offer potential cures not just treatment but cures for certain illnesses and offering long-term relief for depression and anxiety and the government wants you to keep cutting that check mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical industry is like the government and the pharmaceutical industry are like hand in hand like there is a reason that like all of the shit that's really right? good for you is illegal but <laughs> yes you're Shelby. welcome dad you're thank welcome. you my dad gets that <laughs> reference and anybody who's seen malcolm x you're welcome dad <laughs> But yeah, like the government and the pharmaceutical industry are hand in hand. Like there's a reason that a lot of the shit that is good for you is illegal. And it's because they don't want you to stop paying them for it. They want you to to pay into the system. They want <laughs> they want you to have to keep being treated for this rather than making reason, progress. It's the same reason why you don't hear about in popular culture, why with being a witch is weird. And how you don't hear in popular culture about like holistic health, unless it's like a new trend that everybody's doing to talk about mm-hmm. and be cute about. But you can go buy ashwagandha extract at your local like bougie shop for mm-hmm. like $35 for an ounce. Or you can buy ashwagandha leaves or seeds for like $4 and not spend 30 something dollars because capitalism. Exactly. In the semi-words of Asada Shakur, your oppressor is not going to tell you what you need to do or educate you in order to become unoppressed. Exactly. Unrelated to drugs in particular, but around the same concept of capitalism. Um, We've talked about this before, but so the same company that, you know, produces heart medication is a company that owns Roundup Weed Killer because dandelions are good for your heart and things so good so so like dandelion root is amazing for your heart which is something that i actually want to start taking because i got heart problems but dandelion root in particular is yay thank you uh dandelion root in particular is really good for your heart and really good for your blood pressure well the company that owns roundup weed killer is also the company that produces heart medication that company's name is monsanto Monsanto. That company's name is Monsanto. They are the devil. Thank you. I wrote a page about it in college that made my professor tell me that I should have been in journalism. But if I did that, I would fuck it up. Fuck Monsanto. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. We are now on a list. I love it. I don't give a fuck. Okay, for real, I've definitely been on a list before this. Like this is literally kill people. Or at least literally kill the first list that I'm on. And it won't be the last exactly it's the same list okay i'm on it it will not I'm on it. Yeah, there's a reason they don't want you to know this there's a reason they don't want you to 
take, you know, your own health into your own hands with these, with these naturally occurring substances in most cases, like they don't want you to know because you won't have to pay them anymore to fix it or to fix it. And by it's because you don't actually need the government for as much as they claim you need them for, but they don't want you to know that because then they don't have the power that they feel like yeah. they should have. They can't justify you continue to paying to pay them if they have nothing. <laughs> All right. That's been our time, folks. Ching. Keep an ear and an eye out for our community project, the Ujama List, our endeavor in collective economics. Be sure to keep an ear out for our new website and merchandise coming soon. We will make sure to keep you all updated. Want us to address something you haven't heard on the podcast yet? Slide into our DMs on Instagram at the Cage Bird Pod. And that is a wrap on this episode of the Cage Bird Chronicles podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Links to everything we've discussed in this episode are in the show notes. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Cage Bird Pod. Subscribe to our Patreon and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can expect our podcast to be released weekly for your enjoyment. Bye!